The International PharmaTalks podcast is powered by ELS Solutions Group. If you would like to engage directly with ELS Solutions and receive advisory from regulatory, distribution, or pipeline in international business, please visit elssolutions.com.br slash en. Welcome to the International Pharma Talks podcast. I'm your host, Diogo Souza Martins, and in this podcast, we will dive deep into the world of healthcare international business, where you will learn strategies and action plans to help you navigate through your internationalization program and achieve the best results. Welcome to the International Pharma Talks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Diogo Souza Martins, and in this podcast, we'll talk about strategies and tips to address regulation strategies for pharma and healthcare products in Europe. In order to broaden your perspective on this method and best practices, so you better manage your assets. Today I have with me uh, Professor Elder Mota Philippe, a uh, uh, college professor in the Faculty of Pharmacy at the University of Lisbon and former president of Infarmed, the Portuguese regulatory body for health. Don't forget to subscribe for more podcasts about the hot topics in pharma every week. And as always, if you want to connect with me, please send out an email to podcast at tlssolutions.com.br and you'll have an answer for me in 24 hours. Elder, thank you very much for being here. It is a, really a pleasure to be here with you today to discuss this important topic. Thank you very much, Dio. It's a pleasure Elder, due to the pandemic situation that we are living now, as you know, the regulatory strategies, for sure, they uh, have an opportunity to be rethought. So what aspects have undergone greatest changes and what aspects, if you can, would you optimize in the future, taking as lessons learned what happened in the pandemic? Um, I think that is, is probably... Um, uh, too early to to have all, all the to 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 be aware of all the, the the lessons to be learned with this pandemic. But there are uh, also uh, some of them already. The first one is uh, that uh, we um, can uh, now be sure that we don't need to do everything uh, locally. You can we, you can do. A lot of things uh, using the, the the informatic tools, and you can do at distance. And this is, uh, I think, one of the important um, lessons. The second one is you um, had the opportunity to uh, have a stress test on on the the legislation but also on the performance of the regulators and all the authorities and uh, all the players on, on this sector and i think that uh, as soon as possible we have to revisit all this experience and try to identify um, uh, opportunities to uh, to be better but also some uh, practices that we had uh, because of this uh, urgency uh, situation uh, you had to implement. And some of them 
are to stop once we can but there are some of them that we can um, uh, uh, use and you can implement uh, probably in a different way but you can implement um, uh, in the future for that you have to also to take a new look on the legislation and probably to change uh, some of this legislation in order to incorporate this experience so we had uh, we are living still a, um, a problematic situation with this pandemic but uh, uh, I think that uh, we uh, did and we had implemented some solutions that can be um, uh, very positive to maintain or uh, in a, a probably with some differences but to maintain in the future and this uh, use of the new technologies uh, for um, uh, uh, to, to, to control and to uh, even inspections you can do uh, at least in part uh, using these uh, technologies and uh, I think that uh, we can um, gain uh, something from this very traumatic experience i've seen the, uh, in several um, uh, consultative jobs that uh, we've been asked to perform that uh, in several agencies in the world and europe is not an exception that there is now this very widely used figure of remote desktop inspection and sometimes even the regulatory agencies ask us and our customers to do a video of their facility in order for them to better understand as they are not uh, able to travel to visit and inspect locally uh, uh, to better understand the operations of that uh, specific pharma healthcare company uh, do you think that this is one of the examples that we're referring as technology can help and probably that will stay for the future do you see benefits on this remote desktop inspection Yes, I see. I see um, uh, some benefits. Probably you cannot uh, replace all the inspections by this this new um, this new approach, but uh, you can use in some uh, uh, in some situations the these these um, these new tools and to have a remote remote inspections in some cases. The other one is. Uh, um, uh, you have to work in a, a better collaboration between authorities in order to have more and more uh, um, mutual recognition of inspections and I think that we have to work on that as well before uh, we had a problem with uh, 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 local uh, inspections in local uh, that, that that is always a problem uh, for the authorities because of all the logistics of travel and so on but now we have a situation that traveling is impossible but you you have to maintain the the trust on the system so that's why uh the, this this new uh in in this situation this new um type of inspections started and i think uh, as i said before we have to learn from this experience and try to incorporate these new opportunities to, to do inspections, but not only inspections. Uh, I, 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 I'm thinking in a specific situation where 
the, the pandemics had a, a big impact as well. For instance, you know, on the, the, the running of, of clinical trials and uh, all the visits of patients to the, to the, uh, to the research centers, that uh, was an impossibility. And also in this situation, we had to have different and alternative approaches and uh, uh, we have to learn on that so that there were more uh, inspections is, is is an example but we have a lot of examples that we have to um, revisit a, as soon as possible and try to incorporate these new experiences uh, in the in the daily life of the, of, of the system there has been a new, uh, very interesting uh, new theme um, that is linked to new technologies. And the health is a sector that can easily absorb new technologies for health products. And uh, even, uh, it, let's say, there is a buzzword that is the Internet of Bodies that uh, portray the ever-increasing use of uh, wearables uh, that uh, for sure they need to, uh, to give uh, very uh, accurate information uh, to monitor everything that happens in our body. Uh, smart watches, bracelets, etc. What new categories such as this have you been seeing in the marketplace uh, and that are no innovative categories to be launched in the healthcare space, regardless if it is a drug or if it is a medical device or other area? Uh, this area is, is in, in, um, in a big development. Every day we have new products coming to the market in, the, in this area. I, I think that um, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge for the regulators to try to regulate these products. Most of them are uh, classified as medical devices and um, I'm, I'm thinking about um, wearables, uh, it's true, but, but also algorithmics, uh, algorithms that are also medical devices. And uh, I think that uh, this new regulation uh, in, in medical devices that we will have in place uh, uh, in implementation next year, uh, one year from now, we, we, uh, with this new regulation, we will be more prepared to regulate these, these new technologies. But I, I assume that is a big challenge for the authorities and for even for professionals to, uh, to manage uh, the, these new products that are, as I said, most of them uh, classified as medical devices. There are also already some guidelines in Europe to try to, um, to manage these uh, inter in regulatory terms, these new products. We, I, I, I'm thinking about the software medical devices that uh, we have some guidances already on how to, uh, to classify and how to, to, to maintain these products on the market. But uh, uh, it will be a, a challenge and I, I think that uh, the authorities need to be um, prepared uh, very uh, um, uh, in a serious way to deal with these new products that we cannot avoid and uh, we have to be prepared to manage uh, and to guarantee the safety 
and uh, the quality of performance of these new products that are, as I said, coming to the market every day through our uh, mobile phones and so on. So this will be uh, the, the, uh, one of the biggest challenges in the, in the, in the near future. From a pharma uh, drug uh, strictly perspective and being Europe a vast continent, not only in cultural terms, but in terms of laws and regulations, what is in your perspective the best tips to be applied in the development of the regulation strategy when some pharma company wants to register a drug in Europe? Yeah, it depends on the, the characteristics of the drug. Um, that there are some classes of uh, drugs or even uh, therapeutic areas that uh, as a company you cannot choose the, the, the way you ask to have your product approved. So for some areas, and I, I say uh, just two or three of them, uh, in, in, in oncology, in uh, with antivirals or biologics uh, and uh, among others, you cannot as a company to choose the, the procedure to, to use. Should be, must be a centralized procedure. So you have to have the dossier prepared to be presented to EMA and will be approved uh, to, uh, uh, for a, a every country in, in European Union. So uh, this is something that is uh, not uh, depending on the will of the company. For other products, you, de depending on the strategy of the company, you can use, uh, you can go through an, a, a national procedure, or after the national to go through a, 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 um, a, um, a mutual recognition, or a start uh, uh, from the beginning with a decentralized procedure. But depends on the characteristics of the product, the the let's say the muscle of the company and the, the commercial strategy. Mm -hmm. What I would like to say uh, as far uh, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I know what I know better is the, the, the Portuguese situation. If a company wants to start um, a, a, a marketing uh, authorization uh, of a new product, uh, through uh, a decentralized or even mutual recognition, Portugal is still very competitive as a, um, a, um, a country uh, to uh, start this procedure. Uh, and uh, normally uh, during the last almost 10 years, Portugal is always uh, classified in the first three or four countries that initiates more uh, um, more um, procedures, European procedures, as a, a reference member state. So we are uh, very competitive on this on this market. Being yourself uh, um, a former president of Infamed, the local regulatory body here, um, for sure you better than anyone can uh, can affirm that. And 
it's very interesting because a lot of even our customers ask us, but are we sure that we are safe in filing our process through Portugal? Are you sure that we will obtain in Europe uh, the same uh, uh, approval through a decentralized procedure or, harmony, uh, or mutual recognition? And it's, uh, it's very interesting that you comment that because Portugal is indeed a very high quality reference member states that uh, should and could be used uh, safely to apply for an European drug registration. In just to finalize, um, in your opinion, um, is it important or and if it is, why is it important and what best practices would you give uh, to our audience to establish collaborative relationship with local regulatory bodies before expanding into other markets. Uh, do you think that these collaborative relationships are useful also? Uh, yes, uh, they, they, they are not always possible, but they are always useful. And in some situations, I think that uh, is almost mandatory that the companies start this approach with the authorities before to go to, uh, to, to, to go further on, on the, the development of the pro product. And uh, there are uh, specific cases, and from my experience, uh, some small companies or startups that start uh, developing a product that uh, is very promising, and they, will, they, 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 uh, they face uh, problems uh, after because they didn't, uh, they, they, they couldn't, take into consideration because sometimes because they, they, they were not aware of the specific regulations to develop a new product. I, and this includes medicines or medical devices. Uh, we have some, uh, some startups that are developing products and they are not even aware that this product will be classified as a medical device. And I think that uh, um, uh, earlier, uh, as earlier as possible, uh, to start uh, a dialogue uh, with the competent authorities in order to um, uh, to clarify uh, doubts, to try to identify the the best way to to continue developing the product is very important. I know that uh, the, the the European. Um, uh, medicines agency EMA and they have a tool that is the scientific advice but some some national content authorities including Infarmed they have also this tool so um, I, I think that um, in some cases is almost mandatory that the companies can approach through this uh, this uh, channel uh, uh, the the authorities in order to avoid uh, uh, problems in a, in the in the future and um, uh, and to to cannot probably in some cases uh, to continue the development of a, a product with potential because they uh, they didn't use this possibility of to have early dialogues with the, with the competent authorities. Fully agree as always. Thank you very much, uh, Elder, for your presence here on our International Pharma Talks podcast. It's always a pleasure to receive you.
It's always a pleasure to be with you, Diogo, and thank you for the invitation. And uh, we stay tuned, please, for the next week uh, International Pharma Talks podcast, as always, in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other reliable podcast channel. Thank you for joining us on this episode of International Pharma Talks podcast. For more episodes and to subscribe, rate and leave a review, please direct to iTunes or Spotify. If you wish to develop your international program or to register or distribute your products in another market, please consult elssolutions.com.br/en.